It's time for your main event of the evening. The Daredevil, Dave Dahl, Jerry, Damage Cook, and the Deathmatch Brewer, Dylan Gilbert. Action Figure Weekly. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to Action Figure Weekly. Fuck you, I got it right. Hey, I started to say weekly before I before we I hit record. You just assumed I was going to mess it up. See, no, I, I've been re-listened. I got it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Wrestling. Tap doing <laughs> <laughs> well, leaving it okay. in leave it in it's, I'll learn okay oh that's too good so anyways AFW Action Figure Weekly I am your host Jerry Damage Cook the former MEW Heavyweight Champion and one of the contenders in the tag team title tournament for MEWF with my partner Jonathan Presley Edge I'm going to take down some like teams Edge. and Ain't going. I don't, you don't like Edge. You don't like JPH. He neither. So, joining me as always is my co-host, the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster. That is right. The award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster's got such a nice ring to it. It does. That's that's why I have. That's I have to keep winning more awards now. You do. They expired, don't they? So, like, after so long, I could just be like, oh, he's the guy. Well, yeah, that, that last one was, was a year One ago. hit wonder. One hit wonder. I want one of those uh, Ultimo Dragon picks with, like, 40 beer medals. You don't want to be like Chumbawamba over here, you know? He took a whiskey oh. drink, and that was it. it they so. took a whiskey drink and then a bunch of whiskey drinks because they just disappeared. We still got that sweet one-time money, but... Yeah. And I mean, they got that one song that you will you will always hear on any '90s radio station. That's true. I will play that, that on my drive to Florida next week. So. It's it, it's such a great song. Yes. So, anyways, so how you been? Well, man, another uh, you know, another week. More uh, more more figures hitting the pegs, getting ready to make a run to Ollie's. Uh, you know. What about uh? What about yourself? I uh, usually made... this this ends up with uh you ask me and then I start talking and then we just poof away. Stop. So I'm actually be yeah. a, a good friend and ask how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, no, I think it's going pretty good. Um, we are leaving Tuesday to drive to Disney. It's a twelve hour drive, so we're looking forward to that. Spending four days down there. Um, oh man, I'm probably more excited than the kids are probably not not maybe not quite the bit you know but uh, it's 1a 1b yeah but i'm i'm definitely up there with it, you know so it's uh definitely something we've been looking forward to we had this plan for over two years but uh covid kept pushing it back and you know just life and stuff happened and now it's to the point where um they only let you push it back so long before they just keep your money so you know like so we we kind of had to go, but uh, right, definitely right. looking forward to getting down there and getting it, um, you know, getting it going and stuff. So there's, you know, uh, while I'm down there, I'm going to 
I, I really originally when we planned this trip, we were going for an extra day. And the way the timing of this one worked and stuff with the kids, you know, kind of being in school right now and stuff, we couldn't really make it work. But we were going to have an off day kind of in the middle. And my wife and son were going to go to Animal Kingdom that day and give our littlest one kind of a break to kind of, you know, rest a little bit and stuff just because that many days in a row is going to be kind of rough on any, oh, you definitely. know, she's five. So I mean, any, you know, any five-year-old would be kind of rough. Um, and I was going to have a daddy daughter day and go to Hogan's beach shop that day. But sadly, um, you know, we're not making that now. So I won't be able to go to it. Uh, I was going to go to Gabby's and go to uh, Hogan's beach shop. And I was like, dude, that's a, such an awesome day. Were you going to bring your kid but, to Super Gabby's? <laughs> it might not be my best parenting decision I've ever made, but, <laughs> but I, I was going to, yeah, originally. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry oh, to just like yeah. bring that to the forefront, no, but it's... as soon as you said that, I was like, my brain just went like, yo, I had the, the I had same the same guy that like has random knives laying around. We love thought, you, I mean, Super Gabby, but come on. It was a thought that I'd had. I mean, granted, this has been, you know, that was an original plan, uh, and that plan has been long, long gone. So. It wasn't anything I've even really, you know, thought about or anything. Right, uh, right. Because now there's no way that, you know, either one of those things are happening. So, which we'll be back, um, you know, I think my oldest son, or my, not my oldest son, my only son. Um, so technically he's, your oldest. Yeah. Yeah, technically he's the oldest, so it's not, it's not a lie. <laughs> he uh, is, you know, big into the Harry Potter and stuff like that, and my wife is too. So I think that a universal trip would be in the cards at some point. Uh, maybe in another year or two and we'll, you know, then maybe I can slide in that Hogan beach shop. Um, you know, but one thing I got to consider though, man, is like, you know, Hogan is not getting any younger. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is you just, you know, he's in relatively good health, but, uh, you just never know, you know, sadly, uh, with all of our heroes and stuff that we grew up watching, you know, they're just getting older and, um, as much as we'd love to see them living for another 50 years, you know, that's probably not in the cards. So uh, meet yeah. your heroes while you can, when you can, because you never know what tomorrow's, you know, going to bring and stuff. So, so, you know, uh, hopefully I can wait another little bit to meet Hogan and we'll just kind of play it by ear after that. But, but yeah, so uh, definitely going to hit up some Funko pops. And I know that my brother is, uh, big into star wars black series and there's some park exclusives down there uh there's a droid pack of four it's got like r2d2 and like some of the other like astromech droids and they're all like uh, they release like a halloween or, or a christmas version of stuff already mm -hmm. and so now they're doing a halloween set oh that's awesome. where they're all like you know different like ones like can uh colored like candy corn and stuff like that so <laughs> nice um so he wants me to pick him up that while I'm down there. So, you know, I'll hook my brother up with that. I'm going to look for some park exclusive Funko Pops to bring back as a souvenir. Oh, definitely. Uh, I thought about getting Mickey's signature while I was down there. But I think the way that our kind of plans are going, uh, that's just going to be kind of a weird thing to try to randomly pop in and be like, I got to go meet Mickey, you know. So, Dad, I want to ride the roller coaster. <laughs> We're meeting Mickey! I don't care if you want to go see Ratatouille again. We're going to make <laughs> Disney so, adults, yeah. man. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm probably gonna I do want um 
some Funko Pops though, just because you know, like they will join the mo- my wall of stuff here. Um, I'm looking at you know, and that's what I love is that uh, before my house fire, I probably had oh shit, man, I'd say I had well over 300 Funko Pops. I mean, just tons of them, and it was you know because it can get very out of hand very easy. And oh, yeah. It does, does not take much before you're looking at it and you're like, oh, fuck, I've got how many? So I've really tried to be very uh, conscious about that and tried to, you know, uh, like for, you know, Harry Potter, I have uh, Dumbledore's Patronus, the uh, fox or whatever, you know, the, the, what is it? Whatever the eagle thing is. Now I'm blanking on it, but. Anyway, so I've got that over here. I've got, uh, you know, D&D, my favorite D&D monster from that. I, I do have the four Ninja Turtles signed by Kevin Eastman. That's a cool thing. Low flex. Yeah. So, you know, but like I have like a Star Wars pop. I don't have, you know, like 30. Which I think you know, that's I have... the smart way to go. I, I'm yeah. looking at so many pops that I grabbed because I was trying to complete a line, and I'm just like, "Oh, I, I really only wanted two of these. I just wanted Fat Thor. That's it. Why did I have to get all of the in-game pops?" But yeah, I mean the 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 souvenir pops also are, are such a you know the sentimental piece. Like I've I've got. <laughs> If, if I get rid of all of them, there's there yeah, there's a couple that I have to hold on to. Like uh, I got a pop of Lemmy Kilmister from Motorhead uh, mm. on my honeymoon. My wife and I went to Austin. We went to uh, Waterloo Records. I bought a stack of vinyls, and then I, I found the pop of Lemmy. And I'm a bass player. I love metal. Lemmy's Lemmy's that guy. Uh, so I had to get Lemmy. But now every time I see that pop, it's like, oh, this was. You know, this was that fun memory of us like digging through this, like the shelves of pops and finding that uh, the first, the uh, you know the first wrestling show that I took my wife to, so WWE house show. I got an Alexa Bliss pop at the show. Mm-hmm. Can't get rid of that one. That's connected to a memory. That was the moment mm-hmm. that my wife went from like casually watching wrestling to like into wrestling. Yeah, and pops are such an easy thing to like get it almost any event you go to. Yeah. You know, and so that's the reason I like, that's what I'm going to try to focus on and stuff. I'm not going to try to do at one point I considered doing like a big, like signed Funko pop. Uh, but most of the ones that I would want to try down. Pricey. Yeah. That's the reason I was just like, dude, that's just going to get so expensive so quick. You know, I don't mind to get a few, like, um, you know, we're obviously big major, excuse me, big major marks. So I do have the Zack Ryder Funko pop sign. Uh, that's one that I had to get. So now, do you have that. the the New York sticker, or is it the shared? Sticker? No, this is the Fox, the, the convention exclusive sticker. It's oh, you got the, the good one. I've got the shared, it's not the rare uh, one, but the, the rare I, I had, like to, I had to way have it. my price range. That was one of the first pops that I like splurged on and paid more than more than retail. Actually, I think it was the first one I paid more than retail was the was the Zack Ryder. I mean, even just to get the one with like the, you know, the, the sticker you could have gotten at Target. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I went above like, you know, the nine ninety nine for. Yeah, so there. that's, uh, 
kind of my hobby and stuff here as of late. And then there's these really cool holders that uh, this company makes, and I've got those. They're kind of like a really thick, uh, you know, pretty clean looking cardboard, but they've it's divided out into sections so you can fit. Um, each one has twelve different holds twelve. So right now I do have three. I've got one here on this wall, and I've got two here. And I think I can fit another four. <laughs> so that's long-term goals. So I'm, um, I'm actually looking at, so uh, we, we, we're not doing the video element currently, but like Jerry can see to my, to my right here, I've got a bookshelf yeah. and there's a bunch of pops up here. And what I'm actually getting ready to do is uh, above my head, I've got two big wall shelves. And I went down to my local Target and bought one of these expandable spice racks. And that is going to be my pop riser because it's like two feet wide. I could put it on one of these big six foot shelves above my head and just stack pops onto these things uh, out of out of the box and just like layer all my wrestling pops. Mm. Maybe do another one to to kind of clear some space because uh, the elites and the jazz wares just keep coming and I'm not going to stop buying uh, wrestling figures because I love this too damn much. So I'm having to get creative with my with my storage space, you know? Yeah. I'm not quite to that limit yet. Um, I do need... Part of this office will become storage, so I actually need to get some, uh, some shelves. I think I've already mapped out and kind of know what I need to get. Uh, just trying to find the time to actually sit down and work on that. I'm I'm looking at a lot of half finished shelves, like where I had a concept for a shelf, and then it just it started and I never finished it. Yeah, so and I feel like I'm... once I once I do that, I'll I'll have a lot more space than I think. But right now, I'm just in that like, you know, every collector's been there. It's like, okay, where am I going to put everything? How am I going to display all this? Because I don't want to cut this, I don't want to cut this. But you know, everything starts falling into the hierarchy. That's yeah. an episode in and of itself. Why do you display the way you display? Let's put that out there for the future. I don't have a good reason for my display. Like, I literally have just... I think once I get the shelves and I can kind of like start organizing stuff a little bit more, then my display will actually become more of a display instead of the uh, chaos that it is currently. But I, I just... I don't know. I love Part of me loves having reasons for certain shelves and some shelves are just going to be shelves. Like, you know, I always, so when I started collecting, I watched a lot of a uh, Grimm's toy show and he had those shelves and it was just, it was just hundreds of figures just in lines with no like real rhyme or reason. They were just all there. Um, and I'm going to probably have a, you know, we'll probably end up having a shelf like that, but I kind of like looking across and like, Oh, well there's a point for this one and this one and this one, and this belongs to this. And this. Mm-hmm. It just kind of lets me exercise that uh, that creative element. There's a guy in the Major Pod group that posted his uh, setup earlier. I mean, it is. Oh, is that the one? It's like the whole. It looks almost like a uh, like a store display. It was super freaking impressive. Yes. Do, um, do we want to say the name? Because I remember the name. If you if you remember the name, you can say. It. I don't know if it's. The it same was. One. I, I think it, I forget the first name. But the last name was Von Doom. Is it Rich Von Doom? I don't think that's the one I'm thinking of. His is pretty fun. His was freaking impressive because I mean it looks like a store display. It's a whole room and there's like it's almost like aisle setups with with like stacked shelves, but it's just like everything is 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 meant in box and it's 
the cleanest freaking display I have ever seen. If you're listening to this, massive kudos. And if you know this guy and you're listening, send, send him the pod. He's getting a shout out for free. Uh, it just looked, I was looking at it and I was like, damn, that is, that is goals. It is a clean display. Let me see if I can find it because he was, he was early today. So it should be pretty easy to find. I mean, this one, he had like the, uh, the, like the wire shelving that you can like adjustable wire shelving and like the middle Van of the room. Volkenberg. Adam Van Vokenberg is the one I'm thinking of. That's the one. That I'm... You know what? That may be the one I'm thinking of. It could be the same one. Is it like a? It's a lot of pops and boxes. Yeah, yeah. And then he but had like some uh, clean... DC, like you know, the boxes displayed from the side. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it looks like a freaking store display. Yeah, it such a it clean was fun looking setup. Yeah, I've been looking at it now. You're that was it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, killer display. Yeah, this that's the way that. Like when you look at it, that's just that's the the way to go. I think. I mean, just everything just looks so clean and so nice and everything. So it was top notch, man. Top notch. Yeah, massive, massive kudos. Great, great looking collection, and then great looking setup too. To you know, to take it to the extra level. It's um, that's a guy who we can talk. This will be a. It's not a topic for today, but we'll, we'll get to it eventually. But um, I hope that he has collectibles insurance. <laughs> Oh, I would hope oh, that he does. Oh man, uh, I can speak from experience. When you don't have collectibles insurance, um, it's true that they pay you uh, based on you know everything you have in your house. But it's uh, when you're replacing, you know, your shoes and you know your family's shoes and all the clothes for your kids and your wife and yourself toothbrushes and you know couches and mattresses and beds it just it adds up quick and then at the end of the day you know they don't if you claim you know five hundred thousand dollars if you're not insured for that amount of money they're not going to give you that much money there's a set limit based on like what you know how much you're covered for as to what they'll give you and stuff now you can you know we were slightly underinsured in airs uh, but at the same point, still, you know, when you have to go and buy all this other stuff, you know, you're talking silverware, you know, plates, you know, cups. I mean, you've got to buy all that stuff over again. Uh, you just well, don't and, have a lot of room wanna, at the end. A lot of your insurance companies don't want to just be like, you know, they don't want to hear like, oh, TV. It's like, okay, what type of TV? What what yeah, brand? You... What size? Like, because I, I tried to get uh, my music equipment insured when I was playing music. And I was changing bass pedals like weekly almost. And so I would have to, to, to get all my gear insured that I was driving around in my car. You know, I, I had more gear in the car that, than the worth of the car. Um, they would insure the car, no questions asked. But like the, the gear was like, okay, well, what specific types of effects pedals do you have? I'm like, well, it changes weekly, but it sits at around like $1,500. Person, you know, just you know, like, well, that's that's just not good enough. You have to give us everything specifically, mm. and then I had to itemize the cables, and, and it just basically, I got to the point where it was like, ah, if, I, if I get in a wreck with this stuff, I'll just go fund me, man. Like, <laughs> State Farm does not want to, you know. So you got to, if you're doing collectibles insurance, go with the guy like Cardona uses. Yeah, there's a, there's, you know, it's the same way for like insurance companies and stuff. I mean, your mileage may vary. There probably are ones that are. Uh, I would definitely do my research on it. 
Um, I'm sure the one that Matt uses is pretty reputable and pretty good to deal with. You know, there are, you know, you can't just be like, oh, I had some, you know, 10 elite figures. You probably will have to document which ones you have and stuff because uh, when, you know, D, you know, the, uh, what is it? Something's in the details, you know, the, the devil's in the, the details. details. Yeah. So, so we will get into that discussion at some point. Uh, that's, that's something that episode, is, man. it is, there's so much to deal about that. I mean, I'm still dealing with insurance stuff and it's been over oh, two years, uh, since our fire, you know, and we'll be dealing with it for a long time. I mean, just, it's, you know, not only the emotional, you know, kind of like a lost stuff that you, and the trauma from it, you know, the, the entire thing, but I mean, just the whole insurance aspect of it is a whole another beast. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I mentioned it from time to time, you know, that I think people need it, but, uh, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not telling you to go out and throw your money away on something. I'm telling you that, you know, <laughs> there's probably a good reason why, uh, why I think people need it just because, you know, when you, when something bad happens, you want to, you want to be covered. You'll make sure, you know, cover your ass. So, Oh yeah. And here it is live, baby, live, baby. Buying that four year anniversary podcast pin. That tells you when we're recording oh. this. Toot, 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 toot. I've actually, uh, it just dropped. I'm getting it. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Thrill of the purchase is live on the pod. That's right. I'm still waiting on a damn notification. I'm asking about a thing that I'm going to leave nebulous because if I don't get it, I don't want to have to answer. But uh, if I get it, I'm going to brag about it. I'll probably get a message tomorrow after I spend too much money at Ollie's. Yeah, so I I went to Ollie's twice. I mentioned that at the beginning of the pod. Maybe uh, no, I, I mentioned it. I think we talked about it off mic, maybe on pod. Maybe, yeah. I mentioned going. Yeah, uh, that so, is uh, that is in my cards because so uh, I need I need who, to chase Moxley so Mox can go to Japan. Yeah, so Mox for those that go don't to know, Japan, baby, he does. So for those that don't know, uh, Ollie's is a. I think it's mainly like southern base because I don't think they have them up north. That's what I keep uh, hearing. It's and it's yeah. and I think it's like the 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 traditional South, like the the South, not just the Southern half. Because I've I've had a few people uh, outside of the group, or outside of the South in the group, like but in states like Arizona and stuff that have been you know like hey, if anybody's going to Ollie's, hmm. so I think it's I think it's maybe hit Texas, but I know like Louisiana up around like the the Gulf South up into like, you know, where you're at in Kentucky. I think it's, you know, SEC country. Yeah. The best part of the country. Oh, so yeah, God's country. Yeah. Go Tigers. Um, so they are a discount store, similar to big lots. Um, and they have been having AEW unraveled series eight show up. That is the series with Painmaker Jericho, uh, Moxley, Best friends, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy, and Which is a it, great wave. I, I think yeah, I have oh, it everything but the chases in that wave. I don't have Chris. Uh, I've got the original Orange Cassidy, so I didn't buy that one. And I still need you, Painmaker you Jericho. Gotta, so if you, you if you see a Painmaker, man, if you see a Painmaker for ten bucks, hook me up on that. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, you got to get so, Statlander too, man. I may just toss yeah, that in. Do. 
Yeah. Little, little, little uh, lanyard from, from down yeah. here. So, but uh, people are seeing the chase figures as well with it. So there were, you know, infamous pictures that came out last weekend of people <laughs> running around with their cart full of chase figures and stuff and just, you know, buying them up at 10 bucks a pop and then trying to flip them. Uh, I don't know. I think you and I talked about that at one point, you know, kind of it's the whole micro transaction kind of thing. That's not the way I want to do it. I have done it in the past where, you know, it's like you, you know, you make five bucks a figure after shipping and stuff. And you're like, I made five bucks. And if you sell one or two, it's definitely not worth it. But if you sell, 50 you know then you've made a little bit of chunk of change so you but it's all about that the number that you're willing to to go I think after with, and... with those chases man i feel like that's the, those are those kind of figures if you buy the chases and you sit and you let this like wave die down you could probably still get a hundred a hundred bucks off a ten dollar purchase but at the same time like right now if i go in there and i can get a, you know i can get a chase and then like for myself and a chase for like somebody else and you know like a friend of mine to to hook up i'd just rather do that just to like help another collector hmm. uh you know because like I'm, I'm i'm finally at a point in life where i'm not like i'm not sweating it paycheck to paycheck like i can i can afford to not sell the figure and make you know make the 50 60 bucks so like yeah you know i would rather Going if I go into Ollie's tomorrow and there's and there's two Moxleys and two Jerichos, like I'd rather give them to you know get them to people who would like really genuinely be excited to have them versus like mm-hmm. flipping the figure, you know. Oh, there was a guy in the group who was asking about the exclusive Smart Mark that's coming out, the Major Bendy, mm-hmm. and. uh He's like, man, he's like, I, you know, I missed that pre-order when it was up and stuff. If anybody's got one, let, you know, come and let me know. Got an extra one. I've got one coming and I'm going to give it to him. Well, as long as he reaches out, if, if he follows through and reaches out, then he'll get it for free. <laughs> so he's <laughs> got to reach out. And if he doesn't, I'll, I'll be reaching out. Yeah. Cause I'll give it away. I don't care. <laughs> That's the other thing too, is like, I, I know that I am not the typical guy in that I have given away. Well, you know that I've given you a bunch of stuff. Oh uh, man, I've, I've, Dave, you've given I me a, a few Holy Grail figures. Like, I yeah, mean, I mean, you you gave me a, a you know ECW Terry Funk that I've had sitting on eBay, and I'm like, I can't justify the price, and had to walk away, and it's haunted me. And you hooked me up with that one, like just like, hey man, here. Yeah, I gave you a bunch of stuff. I gave Dave a bunch of stuff. Um, I've hooked up with the Podcard fam. You know, if I'm lucky enough uh, every month to get a autograph, whenever I get one. I give it to somebody who needs it. I don't keep them. Uh, I just want the base card and I want the color card. That's all I want out of this right now. So, which I have all these beautiful. Look at that rainbow. Look at that rainbow. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. This is why we need to go back to the video, man. The color variants that they're doing are just so, so awesome. Uh, I love the the color variants. I mean, it's and then I've got my book of cards down there have all the, um, you know, all the base cards and stuff in it. And then that's that's kind of what I'm I'm happy with is that and I can flip through that and it's just such a cool thing because knowing that you get one every month to add to it and you know, but yeah. So so Ollie's, uh, I have hit him up twice. They do have 
the uh, top pick set that's like Ray Jr. I think it's Ray Jr., Cena, and Taker. I think. I know there's Taker and Ray Jr. in it. I think the other one's Cena. That sounds right. Yeah. And then there's some other elite set. Uh, there's another Cena and Roman top pick set. They've got the Cena and Roman from it. Uh, the Cena one is actually really good. He comes with like the, uh, it's just the WW, you know, symbol the on it. The word life shirt. Really, yeah. I yeah. like that. So That's, that. I think the first new Cena figure I I've picked that up again. Actually, It's a great figure. <laughs> it is. I don't think I have that anymore. I think I got rid of it, but I may pick it up because it's only like 10 bucks. So. I've uh, I've done know, like most wrestling in. fans. I've I've had my ups and my downs. Like I, you know, when I first yeah. started watching, I was like, "Oh man, Cena's cool with me," and I've, I had a couple figures just to have Cena represented in my uh, in my fig fed. And then I got tired of Cena, and I was all, you know, when all full blown Cena sucks. And then I, you know, he started popping up in movies, and I'm like, "Hey, that's our guy." So we're back to let's go Cena. And then he comes back, and it Cena sucks. And then Peacemaker, Maker, it's let's go Cena. That was the Peace first like was. new Cena I've bought in years. Like I mean, probably five or six years was that uh, that Word Life Cena because I just love mm-hmm. the you know the fun house and him coming back and doing all the different gimmicks. That was a good match. The fun house match was pretty good. So hopefully we get Bray back uh, some point soon. Oh, I'd love to see him come back, especially yeah. under the current. Regime at WWE, they would let him. I think it'd be a different, completely different. Yeah. So uh, they have had those showing up. Uh, Said I've you know struck out so far, but hey, let's keep looking. So one thing I think we wanted to touch on. We got a few minutes, I guess. We can kind of let's just go over. We wanted to touch on like some of our favorite things from our collection. Maybe next time we'll actually make a list, like maybe top three things from your collections. You know, so you can go through, you know, and just kind of be like, these are my favorite things. This yep. is the shit that I love, motherfucker. That's that shit I do like. I do like. I digs it. So. Let's just pick something that is special to you that maybe like one of your favorite things in your collection. So I've got uh, I've got two, so I'll ping pong them. I'll start with the, the first one being uh, the the first wave of the AEW uh, un, you know, unrivaled. I'm actually looking at on my wall right now. I got the uh, I got the Bucks, Kenny and Cody. Which uh, to me that was that was super symbolic of I when I was getting back into wrestling, uh, yeah, I got back in in 2013, was deeply entrenched in in WWE, but I kept seeing the YouTube clips of of, of Matt and Nick, and you know they're throwing suckets and they're super kicking nine year olds and all this you know all the stuff that people either love or hate them for. And I was like, man, these guys are so damn cool and just fell in love with the young bucks, fell in love with Kenny Omega and and the bullet club. And when Cody joined and it's just such a fond era. And I remember just wishing that we would get figures of the young bucks and Kenny. And and it's just like, man, that then they, they had those, uh, the F the FTC that, 
didn't match anything else I had. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I want figures in scale that look like the Young Bucks and I can have the Young Bucks face in the new day or it's, it's these crazy matchups that we, we may never see. And so to have that, to get that wave and to hold those figures in my hand the first time, it was, there was something magical about it. I was like, man, I've been begging for this right here that's in my hand for, for years. And here it is. So like those, you know, I, I keep those in packaging. Like I've got the one B updated skin tones of all of them now and everything, but like just those, those four, the original wave, like there's something so special about those four figures to me. Hmm. Um, so that's, you know, they will always hold that like sentimental spot. Yeah. When those came out, it was a whole different ball game. I mean, it was like trying to find them and stuff like that. And, you know, they were hitting Walmarts and then uh, it was like Walmarts got in like one case of them and that was it. And I never saw them at, I don't think I ever saw wave one, but then our comic shop randomly got in like a couple of cases. And so as soon as I saw them post, I was like, Oh, oh it's like, hold them for me. And I ran over there and got them real quick. And, you know, it was uh, just, it was, my son was still collecting and stuff like that. And he, so he was all into it too, you know, and trying to get them and, uh, and then bringing them home and opening them up with him and sitting there, you know, just being like an awe of finally having, you know, cause I've been a young bucks fan for a long, long time from, you know, their first days of ring of honor and stuff. So, so to get them yeah. and to get updated versions of, you know, Cody and, you know, and Kenny, I mean, to get Kenny period, you know, it was just a very, very cool yeah. thing. I, I'm so excited for that. And that line has just continued to get better and better and better. And, I'm really excited to see where it goes. And now we're going to get Dan Housen coming out and hook and, you know, hopefully the, the smart people that we've, page later on the acclaim. The people I mean, we've gotten has, have just been insane, I, but it's, there's something about that, like original wave. Cause like, I remember we, had, I had to basically put my collecting on hold for a span of about three, four months. Uh, Cause we were buying the house that I'm currently in mm. and we're, you know, we're looking for places and, put money aside and, and uh we finally moved in and i told my wife i was like look as soon as as soon as i find these figures it's happening like I'm, I'm i'm snatching them up um and and i kept going to i would get up early and go hit two walmarts before work like every day and i would hit one of them on the way home like just just so i didn't miss like i was constantly cycling between these walmarts and i finally hit one mm-hmm. and they had the bucks kenny cody and jericho and i was walking with the stack of figures and a just a smile from ear to ear like it was it was just something so magical that was that was such a fun hunt like just day after day of striking out and then finally like when you connected it was just like holy shit this is happening these are real mm-hmm. and to finally get and now yeah. and now people complain because we're getting too many bucks and too many kennies and i'm like nah give me all of them give yeah, me yeah, give me the bucks every time they change gear i don't you know if if mattel can make 47 hogan's i want 57 young bucks let's go yeah there you go so, mine will be this right here. It is the Micro Brawlers four pack special box of Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Swoggle, and Smart Mark Sterling. 
Uh, I do have them all loose back there behind me on one of my displays. And then I've also got them all here, mint in the box, signed by all four men. And also, there's a signature right there in the middle. That is from the guy who designed the micro brawlers. Oh, that's did their awesome. design. So it's this is this is as far as I would know. This is probably a one of one. So and definitely not too many of those out there, like signature, you know, signed by the designer as well. So that one stays up kind of special, you know, stays out and special, hung up there right there on top of the fungal bops because it's it's one of those things that uh, somebody that I knew had it and he was wanting to fund uh, some other big boy purchase. And so he let it go for a pretty good price. And I said, can't beat, can't beat that. So, so, you know, I'm the major brawler. I had to have it. So well, of course I have everything signed. All the major micro brawlers signed, except for the two referees, the, the John Cones. And I think we've mentioned that, you know, I know how to get those signed. I just, it's not to the <laughs> point where I want to, to do what I need to do to get a sign. There's a certain, right. I have an address to send them to that will get them signed. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of weird. Like I've, I had a pod card signed by him, um, you know, and I know that he kind of does like getting that kind of stuff because he thinks it's cool, but I don't know. Like there's a certain level. I don't know if I want to cross yet. Maybe I will one day, but uh, so I need that. And then I need the chase figures signed from the headbangers. So <laughs> I have two sets of headbangers signed, uh, but I messed up. It's my, my, my bad, my fuck up. So what I did was I had them signed and then I was had them sent off. When you're getting brawler signed, the cases just slip off of them. So instead of sending the actual entire packaging, you know, the figure and everything inside of it, you can just send that little front part and it's really lightweight, really easy to send, ship them. They sign it, send it back, you just pop it back on the figure, good to go. For the chase figures, what I did was I forgot that there's a sticker on them. Oh, <laughs> no. And so I sent just regular brawler cases because I have a big stack of them over there. And I just sent the regular cases over. And then when I got it back, I was like, oh, shit. I realized exactly, as soon as I did it, I was like, <laughs> I what happened. So I do need to get those signed at some point. Uh, it's just a matter of finding both headbangers again. Like whenever they do a signing, they'll probably do an FWF or something. And I'll reach out to a good brother there to get those signed. Uh, and actually get that over with. But but outside of that, man, I have, you know, I, I'm kind of slowing down on my signed brawlers. I'm not going after as many as uh, I had because I kind of reached, I want to get the Danhausen signed, and I think that's pretty much it. You know, I, I've got all the other major pot. I've even got Bob Cardona signed. Oh, man. So, you know, Cowboy Deathmatch legend Bob Cardona right. took that light tube better than half of the deathmatch wrestlers I've seen. He knows so that shit. He's like, fuck you. Nick I mean, Gage. he had that cowboy hat and that suit on, you know, most of those guys take them, you know, like no shirt and, you know, head forward, but shit, that still can't be fun. It's, it's breaking glass. That's like popping because of the pressure it's under. Yeah. I do remember when I was, uh, how old was I? Maybe 20, 
Luke 21. No, I bet I was 20. I don't think I was old enough to drink yet. Maybe, I don't know. Our early 20s, we'll say easy. Um, so early 20s, and I was looking for like a side job. And so I started working at Sam Goody. Remember the old like CD store? Oh, Sam man. Goody? That's a flashback. Down in Corbin, Kentucky. Yeah. And so it was towards, you know, like uh, I probably started there September something like that and work through the holiday season. And then, you know, January came and they don't need that many people. So they let me go, which, you know, I did have a regular like nine to five job and I just kind of worked there on the weekend. So it wasn't like I was, you know, <laughs> like I was working, you know, superstar employee or anything like that. But, but I remember one day it was slow one night and we had to go and take and replace all the fluorescent light bulbs in the store. And this was not something they did every, very often. Uh, very, very rarely because we probably had 60 of them from out the store that we had gathered. Mm. And so what do you do? You have them back there and we're like 20 something year old kids. <laughs> and so we were like, well, let's fucking break them. So we just sat there and smashed the shit out of the dumpster with them. And I mean, just, you know, smash, smash, smash. That shit gets everywhere. <laughs> the spooky dust gets everywhere. It was fun. Everywhere. As could be. It was fun. Everywhere. Yes, it was so much fun to do it, uh, but then it was a bitch to clean up afterwards. But, you know, still to this day, I would contend that it was, it was worth it. So, yeah. Oh, totally. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, something quick from both of our collections, and I kind of think that's maybe we'll do like a top five coming up. Well, I, I got one more okay. while I'm, I'm tearing through the whole, like, nostalgia trip. Um, so... You know, I said I had I had two. My my first being like the that wave one. Uh, second one uh, to tell a bit of a story. I've always been a a pretty big uh, Will Osprey fan from like the first match of his I saw. But uh, during quarantine, I I picked up the Demand Progress subscription service and just the feud between Osprey and Jimmy Havoc, like just the escalating levels of violence taking a you know you take a guy who is known for death matches you take a guy who's known for like the flippy technical wrestling and you just put these two pitted against each other bitter rivals for for you know man i i think there's between eight and 12 matches it there, there was a lot where they're just going back and forth and that feud just like did something a lot of those days where i just you know, you're working. I was working every other day. Uh, the the days I wasn't working, I was just like, why get up? Why bother? And uh, I would just I would just watch these progress shows and watch Osprey. You know, Osprey and Havoc hit each other with potted plants and thumbtacks and Legos and anything these two could throw at each other. And you know, at one point, Jimmy Havoc tries to replicate the scene from uh, Reservoir Dogs where <laughs> they cut the cop's ear off. Uh, pulls the switchblade out on Osprey, who's like stuck to the chair. Like it was just as brutal a feud as I've ever seen. But uh, I walked away from that just like going from being a big Osprey fan to like a huge Osprey fan. So to finally get a hold of that Super Seven Osprey uh, is is pretty pretty freaking awesome. He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet uh, as of. Recording, I, I watched the G1 Climax final this morning. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's about a week old. 
But uh, man, Osprey's always been one of those guys for me. So to have a figure of Osprey that I can recreate some of these crazy matches with every freaking legend on the planet uh, is, is pretty awesome. And so like it's it's really a testament to like when I started collecting, having figures of Will Osprey and the Young Bucks seem like a freaking pipe dream. And now we've got like really highly detailed, incredible figures of these guys, which is pretty awesome. Like we're this is a great time to be a figure collector. So yeah, that's uh that's me waxing poetic about figures for the day. <laughs> no, it really is about the best time to be a figure collector. I mean, there's man, it's like whatever you're into right now, you can collect. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're except for gloops. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody's made those. Like, and I'm waiting on Titantrons. Uh, nobody's made those yet either. But, <sighs> but you have uh, Bone Cruncher is getting ready to come back out with Chella. You've got uh, the now Rush is now going to say that they're making more uh, ECW San Francisco toy makers figures. There's a Fonzie that they're previewing. Now you know yep. with all these companies and stuff, you know you let's. Let's get it in hand. Let's look at it. Let's, you know, see it before everybody jumps to conclusions just because uh, maybe, you know, sometimes execution isn't always great. And that's not knocked anybody. That's just kind of the way it goes. So, you know, let's see. But there's, man, it doesn't matter what you're into right now. Uh, there's just so much cool stuff coming out. And if you're a Hasbro guy, man, we went from <laughs> begging somebody to pick up that mantle and run with it to now you're like swimming in. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, another retro stuff. Yeah, they're between Zombie and Chella and Rush. I mean, there's just so well, many. And, and then Mattel is, is kind of slowly Mattel bringing the retros back, back. Yeah. I mean, at one point, like, I, I don't know if anybody ever would have been like, you know who I need in my Hasbro collection? Giant Haystacks. But <laughs> <laughs> now he's he's there. Yep. So... I mean, we're we're also getting that Chella. Um, Chella's doing their like elite style figures. I I've got the pre order for Sabu, mm-hmm. and I mean, so highly detailed that they actually have like the raised scars on Sabu. So as you know, deathmatch guy of the group. That's now I've got a Sabu to have you know freaking death matches with my Nick Gage custom. And and there's figure representation of 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 the light tubes that you know NECA made the broken light tube from Halloween Kills, so I've got the broken bloody light tube. Jazzwares is making bloody figures like I, the 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 super niche of like bloody deathmatch wrestling, like it's it's represented in figure form. It's it's wild. I mean, even three four years ago, that would not have been a thought. And here we are. Yeah, there's so many good guys that WWE can't or won't make for some reason. You know, I mean, I mean, there are good reasons why a lot of these guys won't get picked up. Um, but I mean, like, think like <laughs> we have war, we have Warlord. We need a Barbarian, so I we would do. love to see one of these companies pick up him. Uh, Dynamite is getting made, and you know, they're smart that the Dynamite. Is going to match the Davy Boy that they made, mm-hmm. so you can put them together. As long that's we've got to see, you know, the final product because you don't want to see Davy being, you know, the 
six, you know, six inch scale, and then you know, dynamite being eight inch because that's just going to kill right. it. Like at that point, you're going to be like, well, he doesn't, you know, he's out of scale with everything else. So, so as long as they, which you know, I've got faith in Chella that they can pull that off because they obviously understand all that kind of aspects of it and stuff. I mean, they're knocking it out of the park with their, uh, you know, with their Chella World Order figures. Well, I mean, dude, we're we're living in a time frame where within a year, we've we've got the Zodiac, we we have the Goon, we got Jericho from when he was a uh, you know a, a, a relative unknown at the time uh, to anybody that wasn't in Mexico or a tape trader with Corazon de Leon. Chainsaw Charlie is on the freaking way. I, I mean, like, there's there's so many characters that it's so ridiculous that exists that like nothing feels impossible outside of like maybe some companies like I hate to use the term pettiness, but like there's some pettiness involved in like why we have warlord, but not barbarian. Well, you know? a little bit, but also, I mean, to be fair, and you know, I, I haven't really, I need to, to research it more. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a good, you know, but he barbarian is in a actual lawsuit against the company. So, right. It's, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of pettiness there, but also point like, I, I can't fault them for not being like, you're suing me. Why would I make, you know, give you more money than stuff, you know? So, but it's uh, also like, Hey, what if, if, you know, one of the one half of an iconic team, is in a class action lawsuit against the company, why make the other half of the iconic team? If, yeah, if, I mean... If Jey Uso in, in, in 15 years is suing the company, why make a Jimmy? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's what's the point of making one if you know that there's no chance in hell you're going to make the other? Uh, I think it's because you have that... Um person under contract yeah i mean fair this is you know so you know like they signed warlord at one point to get the the actual warlord figure and then it's like you know we still got him so uh you know we signed him to a certain deal so let's just go ahead and you know while you got him get that stuff out so uh that's the whole reason why we got the dx army you know was because the road dog and billy guns contracts legends deals were coming up and so they kind of looked at it and said, you know, if we can get these out before their contracts are up and, you know, get them out there and stuff. I mean, and it was, that was a home run set. I mean, that, those oh, yeah. things look awesome together. It's something we never had. I don't think we ever had it represented. No. The X invasion, nah, which not... seems just like a layup kind of thing that we never had happen. So. But, but I mean, it, it's it's such a layup. Unless you that, can't like, stop even, in paradise. But. but having that whole like the the whole DX army, I mean, it's it's one of those iconic moments where even, you know, when when Cody left WWE and joined Bullet Club, like they staged the same kind of invasion. Like all these years later, it's still such a thing that as soon as they did it, everybody went, "Oh, they're doing the DX invasion." Like, without having to be told that's what it was. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, that's this thing. It's an iconic moment. And to have all those figures to represent that, 
especially on the elite line, like it layup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what a time! What a time to be a collector. What a time! What a time, baby! What a time! What a time! So, but anyways, I think we are at our witching hour. We've rambled on long enough. Ramble on. We are going to work on here in the next week or so. We're going to work on getting social media set up and going again because I know that's that's our next step in this thing. I think we we're kind of starting to hit our stride a little bit here on this podcast, if you will. So we know the next step is now getting that social media and spreading the good word of of the Action Figure Weekly AF. Hey, you got it right. I did. So. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna intentionally, we're, now I'm gonna intentionally start messing it up and be like, "You're messing it up." Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, you know, it, it is kind of funny because, like, we we are all friends because of a Facebook group, but we're all just kind of okay at social media. And I mean, I I think I'm the youngest in the group by, by what a good four or five years. And even Probably. still, I'm like, yeah, I'm garbage at Twitter, so I'll pass that off to whoever's good at Twitter. But I can do Instagram. Yeah, I don't have Instagram. And see, I, I can take Facebook over and Twitter, there. and that's about it. I got Discord. I, I have Twitter. I'm just so bad at it because I don't get that instant gratification like uh, like Facebook and Instagram. Well, also, like, Twitter, you have to be careful because uh, people will hop on and be very negative on it. So you have to kind of... Oh, yeah. Uh, go after, you know, as you can and stuff. I mean, you kind of have to watch what you're doing and stuff on there. And, you know, uh, whether you are pro-Trump or not, just avoid all those topics because there's <laughs> there's nothing good that oh, can come dude. out of posting in that thread. So. Your, your stance could be, can't we all get along? And it's like, why are you a Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 what? I was like, whoa, hey, hey. Be like, I love Trump, and somebody be like, I hate him. You'd be like, well, I hate like, Trump. I love. Him. Be like, I love him. So, I love everyone. It doesn't matter. Well, oh, well, matter. you must love Hitler. And they're like, no, no, hold on. I, I avoid po- political discourse on Twitter. No, Not political really in discourse anywhere at this point in time is just toxic. I'd so no. much rather talk about you know fake you know fake fighting with men in their underwear and the plastic representations thereof than politics. Let's. let's... We just need to have Trump and Biden settle it in the ring. You know, I keep hoping for. Still, okay, you know, done. Yes, that should be the next presidential election. He's he's now booking this. That's what he's doing. He's setting up colossal. Somebody call the uh, somebody call like the Triller guys and like, all right, here we go. Well, this will be the uh, like the war to settle the score. Whoever wins this cage match. That and run the country for the next four years. I'd be okay with that. I mean, just only picture. on pay per view. Let's raise some money too. Pay <laughs> Trump, off the Trump, Trump, and Biden in a cage match, man. It's like two older dudes, both scrappy in their own right. That'd be a man, that'd be a hell of a pay per view. We're a celebrity death match because we need that to happen. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's what celebrity we need. death match so much. How about that? Where's my celebrity deathmatch figures? We need that. Give me oh, referee Mills Lane. Recreate the greatest match in celebrity deathmatch history: the black versus white jack off between Jack Black and Jack White. 
Yeah. That's a bass. Jack White's scared of bass. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yep, we, we've hit the witching era. We're talking about celebrity death match. Yeah, so it's time to go home for the week. <laughs> so signing off. As always, I'm Jerry Damage Cook. He is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster. And we are out of time. The lights go out. The lights go out.